0: Letter 48 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends Edited by Sidney Colvin This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To John Hamilton Reynolds Thursday Morning, Tynmouth, April ninth, 1818 My dear Reynolds, since you all agree that the thing is bad it must be so though i am not aware there is anything like hunt in it and if there is it is my natural way and i have something in common with hunt look it over again and examine into it the motives the seeds from which any one sentence sprung i have not the slightest feel of humility towards the public or to anything in existence but the eternal being the principle of beauty and the memory of great men when i am writing for myself for the mere sake of the moment's enjoyment perhaps nature has its course with me but a preface is written to the public a thing i cannot help looking upon as an enemy and which i cannot address without feelings of hostility if i write a preface in a supple or subdued style you will not be in character with me as a public speaker i would be subdued before my friends and thank them for subduing me but among multitudes of men i have no feel of stooping i hate the idea of humility to them i never wrote one single line of poetry with the least shadow of public thought Forgive me for vexing you and making a Trojan horse of such a trifle, both with respect to the matter in question and myself, but it eases me to tell you. I could not live without the love of my friends. I would jump down Etna for any great public good, but I hate a mawkish popularity. I cannot be subdued before them. My glory would be to daunt and dazzle the thousand jabberers about pictures and books i see swarms of porcupines with their quills erect like lime twigs set to catch my winged book and i would fright them away with a torch you will say my preface is not much of a torch it would have been too insulting to begin from jove and i could not set a golden head upon a thing of clay if there is any fault in the preface It is not affectation, but an undersong of disrespect to the public. If I write another preface, it must be done without a thought of those people. I will think about it. If it should not reach you in four or five days, tell Taylor to publish it without a preface, and let the dedication simply stand inscribed to the memory of Thomas Chatterton. I had resolved last night. To write to you this morning. I wish it had been about something else, something to greet you towards the close of your long illness. I have had one or two intimations of your going to Hampstead for a space, and I regret to see your confounded rheumatism keeps you in Little Britain, where I am sure the air is too confined. Devonshire continues rainy as the drops beat against the window, they give me the same sensation as a quart of cold water offered to revive a half-drowned devil. No feel of the clouds dropping fatness, but as if the roots of the earth were rotten, cold, and drenched. I have not been able to go to Kent's Cave at Babacombe. However, on one very beautiful day, I had a fine clamber over the rocks all along as far as that place i shall be in town in about ten days we go by way of bath on purpose to call on bailey i hope soon to be writing to you about the things of the north proposing to wayfarer all over those parts i have settled my accoutrements in my own mind and will go to gorge wonders however we'll have some days together before i set out i have many reasons for going wonderways to make my winter chair free from spleen to enlarge my vision to escape disquisitions on poetry and kingston criticism to promote digestion and economize shoe-leather i'll have leather buttons and belt and if brown holds his mind over the hills we go if my books will help me to it then i will take all europe in turn and see the kingdoms of the earth and the glory of them tom is getting better he hopes you may meet him at the top of the hill my love to your nurses i am ever your affectionate friend john keats end of letter forty eight